Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And with a collapse of the former superpower, several powerful factions now vie for control. The threat is real. An evil organization calling itself SCAR. Known only as SCAR. Their goal, nothing short of total world domination. Led by this man, known only as Iron Claw. We will be victorious, not on my watch. Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, Doing More. G.I. Joe Extreme, this is episode 7 of G.I. Joe Extreme, Dawn's Oily Light, a name I still don't quite understand In now that we're done. Maybe what? I'm sure somebody else Jesus on the team Christ gets it. Right. Oh, it's a play on Dawn's Early Light. No, I get, so- I get that, but who's Dawn? Oh, my God. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? <laughs> no. I promise I am. You, no. you, a chance hit his limit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we came in real low energy because we were talking just before about just like life and like, like things that, you know, just, just like stuff like, man, life's, life's kind of tough right now. Like, and so like, yeah, we just came in and then, then you just drop uh uh, what is Dawn? No, <laughs> no, I'm just. Shannon, was, it was who is Dawn? I want to know who this person is. Real close to over it already, and now I'm just. <laughs> <sighs> At least we're not talking about children singing. I mean, can we can we agree on that? We oh. at least have a nice episode of GI Joe to discuss today. <laughs> oh. I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> Given the choice of GI Joe Extremes, Dawn's Oily Light, or Billy Biggle, let me tell you which <laughs> side of the fence I would like to land on. Look, it was real sad because uh, uh, for a while there, uh, one of our favorite, uh, one of the show's favorite people was Channing Sherman. Mm-hmm. Then he, uh, then we ended up doing that uh, kid songs, and then oh boy, whew, boy, he got knocked down a peg or three. You want to talk no, about losing feel- heat in the locker room? <laughs> No. <laughs> I think he, he went he went up in my book. He suggested uh something hilariously terrible. And uh and I I appreciate that. And it tortured both of you more than it did me. So I he Fair. went up in my book. Gina, you saw yourself and all the children on that show. Am I am I mistaken? I mean, not Mark. Fuck Mark. 
No, he's fuck a, Mark. He's Obviously, a lazy fuck little Mark. asshole. Also, also, uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like, you know, just a peek behind the curtain. We were both, Ray and I are both currently looking for jobs and uh, this should come as a surprise to no one, but we have very different strategies yes. for looking for jobs. Uh, uh, some might say, you know, based on, based on gender and how hard one needs to grind in this world, oh, wow. but, oh, but here you know, I don't, I don't well, know. Is, uh, uh, She's wow. about to call you a Mark. She's wow. about to call you Ray. On multiple <laughs> levels, a mark. That is Max. exactly what happened. I'm, yeah, then you're right. <laughs> on multiple levels, I'm a mark in this situation. I wasn't. No, yeah, excellent I, use the of thing. the vernacular. Even Ray isn't a mark because fuck Mark. Mark's terrible. Uh, uh, <laughs> but but it does directly directly tie into how hard we're grinding for that job. And Mark isn't grinding, and Mark will never grind. And Mark no. is currently working for his dad's company, and by that I mean he he's taking the boat out during the week and everyone is like, has Mark, has Mark even come bothered to come in to work for the past month? Or are we just pretending he's collecting a paycheck for the, not collecting a paycheck for being the boss's son. And everyone's just like, it's just, it's just reality, man. You just gotta, gotta <laughs> accept that Mark is a lazy asshole. Remember when he was a kid and he would rather practice magic than do his actual job. And then a bunch <laughs> of little girls had to pick up his slack. So fuck Mark. No, that's fair. Fuck Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're all on the same here. But today, we've gotten over kids' songs, allegedly. Apparently <laughs> not, quite frankly. But we are going to be talking about G.I. <laughs> Joe Extreme. Now, I, I, how about this live action section? This is maybe yeah. the most involved live Whoa. action intro we've had yet involving almost every single member of the G.I. Joe team. Yeah, I will say that this, now I get why they were they were scrimping. On those yeah. previous episodes, because they blew their whole budget on this one. They got all the actors. They mocked up like a fake tank for one of them to lift. This is where all the money went. Well, obviously, you know, that wasn't a real tank. I mean, it was very well done what? CGI, I will tell you. I you think mean, computers got involved somewhere. You mean that man didn't single-handedly lift up a real tank? You know what, Gina? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. He did lift the tank. I don't mean to ruin Christmas for you. I mean, look, we saw we saw that one documentary where an individual punched a few places on a tank and it fell apart. Yeah, Storm Shadow uh, in the documentary, uh, uh, G.I. Yeah. Joe, Real American Hero. Yeah. Uh, uh, so if, if someone can punch a tank and make it just immediately fall to bits, I assume someone can easily lift a tank. Uh, I, I'm I'm all about this, and and look, he's a very strong man. Uh, I don't remember what his name is. On any Me level. neither. Oh, Freight. His name is Freight. Freight. I did write it down. Okay. So there you go. He lifted the. T so the whole game here is that one of the characters, Harpoon, makes a bet with all of the other Joes. This is all live action. That uh, that Freight can lift this tank, and losers have to pay him money, or he'll you know whatever. So he does it, he wins the money, and then changes the bet afterwards and says, oh, by the way, now you guys also have to come hang out with me on a fishing boat, which that's not cool, man. No, <laughs> he didn't change it. He said the, the deal was if, uh, 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 if Freight can't lift the tank, you get the moolah. Uh, if he can, then you all join me in the Gulf of Mexico. But yeah. also he gets the moolah. So there's like extra stipulations. Where was the extra thing that he would have to do for them if Freight couldn't lift the tank? Look, this just doesn't seem like a very good bet. They agreed. The Jews, they're not good negotiators. Yeah, they're not. Exactly. He shouldn't be he shouldn't be uh that shouldn't be held against him. Yeah, Look, don't worry. Like, 
You go into a Vegas sports book and you want to bet on the Chicago Bears to win on Sunday, right? And, you know, the spread will say is three and a half points. You don't go in there and say, I'd like to put $100 on the Chicago Bears. And the guy at the casino says, okay, so uh, you win $100 if the Bears win by this amount. But if they lose by this amount, you lose the $100 and you have to come paint my house. It's like, wait, whoa, 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 wait a minute, casino. What are we talking about right here? No, all it means is that one person, one group of people here were smart and the other group of people were not. But they agreed. They could have countered, but they agreed. They agreed. They just didn't think it was possible. So they just got suckered is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I think they were overly confident in their bet that they were like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. You want us to, you want us to take your trash out for a month? We'll do that dummy. Yeah. You want us to make you nachos every Tuesday night for the next month? Sure. We'll do that. You want us to make you lasagnas on Wednesday? Ham sandwiches on Thursday. I haven't eaten today. I'm very, I was going to say Gina's very hungry right now. And it is obvious. It is obvious. <laughs> I've been ha- I have had a busy morning and I have not had time to eat yet. Uh uh but yeah, they made a stupid bet because they were overly confident. I feel like there's a there's some sort of life lesson here mm-hmm. uh that they will never learn. I like it. I like it. So uh, that's that's our it's our cold open. That is our live action intro and it was kind of like it was very involved and involved actual characters and these actors playing these characters. Uh, actually talking and I think it was dubbed over with just the animated voice dudes I think that was pretty obvious but I'm also really dumb so maybe it wasn't uh this uh, I mean I don't think that we can put it on um the Joes there because it's absurd to think that a human being could lift a tank yes it is these are all superheroes though and I thought that uh at some point there'd be a reveal that like, you know, he secretly put like a little Jack underneath it. And so it lifted up kind of thing. Uh, there was a reveal later on in the episode, but it was that he put like, I don't know, was it a, a sandwich or jambalaya or something mildly racist underneath, uh, uh, yeah. the, um, the tank believe, so yeah. that he would lift it. It was a sandwich, and, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and so like, ugh, that's, that's not great. I don't, Oh wait! Oh, so they they were saying so he would be more motivated. Yes, right. he would oh, want to get I the mean, sandwich look, under the tank. If you were gonna put a lasagna under a tank right now, oh, I would fucking so hungry. lift that tank. She is so goddamn mm. hungry right now. Somebody <laughs> get Dina a goddamn sandwich. Oh, I would on. lift it if there was a sandwich under a tank. I'd lift it. All right, so I put a dish of blackened catfish under the tank. <laughs> Fred will do anything for Cajun. Blackened catfish. I don't know if that's racist. Is is the guy he's well, ta- like? He just—it's a, fo- a food preference he has. It's a food preference he has. They are just outside of New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, so I think that Chan. I know I'm the white guy on the show, but I think this is okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, to me, it's like, uh, uh, it, it, it's a food that he likes that he's that he's talking about. The guy probably right. does like blackened catfish. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll put this down to a regional preference and not because it's not like he said watermelon or fried chicken. That would have been there very like different. A, yes. There's not like a strong racial association here, even though like, I mean, it was, you know, largely black culture that created Cajun food. So, like, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but again, it's, uh, it's, if, if it is a food that he likes, um, you like what you like, Chan, I don't know what to tell you. Some food is delicious. lasagna as an example. 
Oh, yes, you what, did. A, what a racist Italian you are, Gina. <laughs> I mean, she really is, and I, I can't. I mean, I, I <laughs> can't say anything about it because it's not my place. Um, oh man, I hope there isn't a parsnip and box of macaroni and cheese from Kraft under there. Oh, I'd God. lift the tank too. Oh God, a parsnip. I mean, here's the thing. I, I will, I will say, if that dude didn't like blackened catfish, and they were just like assuming, then that would be racist. Like if someone was like. Hey, let's put a fucking lasagna lasagna under this tank. Gina will do anything for lasagna. And I'm like, I'm actually allergic to fucking noodles, you fucking Italian racist. <laughs> then that would be a whole other story. But it seems like he really does like black and but catfish. That's it's hard. It's a it's a hard uh, uh, act to do, Gina, because anybody who's talked to you for more than a second and a half <laughs> knows how much you like food. So yeah, it's like I mean, find somebody who doesn't know Gina likes food, you know. I mean, to be fair, you could put like a half-eaten like veggie sandwich under there and I'd be like, yeah, free food. I'm lifting it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. all this tracks. I've been there. Yeah. It all hooked up. <laughs> I've seen it. Um, so we had our theme, our theme song again. We've heard the theme song a few times now. I did have a question that didn't really hit me. Uh, they talk about that there are the this major superpower went down, whether it be Cobra or Russia or whatever you believe. But then they said there's other factions vying for control. But near as I can tell, it's just the Iron Claw. So is the Iron Claw already brought all those factions under one umbrella? Or are there other factions besides him that we just haven't met and maybe we'll never meet? Well, I just, I feel like what's going we, on with that? I feel like even within Iron Claw, there are other factions. Like, like what's the, you know, the, 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 the Do- Dr. Jekyll guy. Rampage. Rampage is like always trying to get, get in there. But I mean, that's like saying that Starscream is his own faction. Right. Like he's a Decepticon. He just, you know, is looking out for number one. But I also assume that, like, in di- like we've only seen a few countries. Like, I think that there's probably a version of Claw in. Oh, okay. In different places. Well, then also. how come GI Joe isn't dealing with them? You know. Well, because it's like the the Red Guard. What were they called? The October Guard. That's pretty close. I'll yeah, be honest. Yeah. I don't even feel I won't even make fun of you for that. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like there are probably other places because this this G.I. Joe team is very much like a ragtag team. So I assume there are other terrorist organizations and other sort of good guy organizations. Interesting. Taking those down. Maybe we'll and, meet them. Yeah, maybe we will. Interesting. Okay. You see the- <laughs> Gina said it like, yeah, maybe we will, motherfucker. What do you think? <laughs> we also know Gina went back in time to write G.I. Joe Extreme. Uh, yeah, you guys so don't I, know so this. So I take it very personally when you're, when you're <laughs> you know, when you're shit talking. Gina's uh, a time machine pen name is Roger Slifer. So you need to know this. She was very prolific. It's really, very it's really prolific. hard too because, as you guys know, I'm not great with names. So I, I created this name of Roger Slifer, and then people were like, "Who wrote this?" And I'm like, Robert Slapper, Michael, Robert, Robert Michael. <laughs> And that's how, yeah, she's very prolific, I'll say. There's about <laughs> five different writers with similar names <laughs> that she did. Uh, uh, so we get to the show itself. Now we have an, uh, what is it, an underwater oil platform. And we have an interesting conversation between Iron Claw and Rampage. And Rampage is decked out in different kind of clothes. He's wearing kind of a really cool, how would you describe this? It's it's like a, a, um, a tactical suit of some kind, right? Like a, a futuristic it's his, it's tactical suit. It's his fishing outfit. It's his fishing outfit. Yeah, that's a fishing vest. 
Um, I'm talking about Rampage the villain wearing oh. the cool cybernetic uh, tactical suit. He could still. He knows he's going I out on not. the water. He could still be dressed for fishing. <laughs> I don't recall that. At yeah, all. I also don't recall. Oh dear lord. Okay, so there's. It's really really cool. Rampage is normally dressed a certain way. Here he's dressed for the operation, which I thought was just a cool touch that it showed that the people making this actually cared about what they were doing, and it made me happy. So Mm. Rampage is there to destroy the underwater oil platforms and the drilling areas. So that way the price of oil goes up. Iron Claw can hoard the oil he has, I guess. And then he can get high on prices. Mm -hmm. That seems all right. But Rampage is also a mercenary who said, while I'm here, why don't I destroy the platform, but steal all the oil when I'm here so I can get Mm. in on all this. Now, what Rampage doesn't seem to understand is if he steals the oil, and it isn't destroyed, and, and he just takes to the black market, the price of oil will not change. Yeah. Uh, also, isn't this like the second time in a row that he's he's been like, oh, yeah, fuck, he's getting, fuck Claus He's getting feistier. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like he, that. He is, he is, basically he is bored in this job, and he wants a promotion big time, and if he's not getting that promotion, he's going to poach all of Claus' clients. Yep. Uh, and Feels and right. go elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, and I really like this character. I like the fact that there are some nuance to him in that he felt himself uh, rampaging out and he had to calm himself down because he didn't want to break the fancy suit that he was wearing. And I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was neat. Don't destroy the merchandise. I will say uh, once again, with this episode, I felt it very keenly. The bones are there. Yeah. Like uh, a lot of these characters are acting with like uh, real uh, rational motivations you know, like Rampage yeah. is like trying to figure out how he can, you know, uh, uh, make that money. And, you know, his boss is being a real prick. And so, like, he's, you know, really trying to play both sides. And so it makes sense that he, like, stays longer than he should, yep. is doing things that he shouldn't, which gives G.I. Joe the in. So, you know, it's not uh, it doesn't feel like he's just a slave to the uh, uh, to the plot and doing That's dumb it. things. That's um, it. And then when it all falls apart, it's, you know, like, uh, like, OK, that makes sense. I'm buying this. But so much of this is um, just like 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 all of the dialogue and all of the music. And we'll get to the part where there's a montage that oh, like, I love it. We get uh, another one that like stylistically makes sense. But the the execution of it is just like, obviously, it's for a 11 year old boy in 1990. uh like five where are we at five uh and five, it's just like in there it's just drilled into that demo and as soon as you step an inch outside you're like the fuck is this oh my god yeah that was very noticeable but i actually to the, what the point what you just said gina was no sorry, if i do it on purpose, it's on not him. as funny uh <laughs> Um, that, you I had mean, a real I, like a real like muttly dog vibe. That dog that like laughs. Yeah. Uh, I'm in trying the to la- find my niche. Is it the Laugh Olympics? Is it? Yeah, the Laugh. Uh, Olymp- well, it was the uh, the wacky races. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But Snidely Whiplash and Muttly. Snidely yeah, Whiplash right, and Muttly. That right, is correct. Yeah. Um, my point is, I made that same point that if this was done in the Deke era, which I always go back to, unfortunately, but he would just have no reason to do this. He'd just be like, I just am doing this still. But here you could see they set up earlier in the episode that he was trying to find an angle to make more money. He decides he's going to wait for the what the, the the freighter or whatever to arrive, the tanker to arrive, so he could rob it. 
And then when he finally gets that, even though the storm is coming in, he waits longer. We'll get all there, I suppose. But like he does all these things which are, are not in his own best interest, but it's because of his own greed and hubris. And a chan to what you said, I agree with you. I even made that same note. Like, I'm so happy this sequence of events is justified in the story and characterization. Yeah. I took extreme getting it done. Who knew? I mean, ish. Like I said, the bones are there. Well, IMDB rates uh, G.I. Joe Extreme something like a five. It's in the five somewhere. And I feel like that's not even close. Out of 10? Out of what? Out of 10. Out of 10, yeah. I'm feeling like these should be sevens and eights. Like uh, 7.8. I would give this series a 7.8 in that zone right now if we were rating it on a scale of one to 10. I think obviously there are flaws. It's not perfect, but it it is pretty good. I mean, I would definitely call it a B minus, you know, level, you know? Yeah, I agree with B minus. I mean, here's the thing. If, uh, yeah, uh, if someone were to ask me, should I watch this? I would absolutely say no. If somebody were like, hey, I have to watch this for work. How bad is it going to be? I'll be like, not the worst. You're going to be okay. Yeah, I I agree with B minus because like nobody wants a B minus. I love uh, a B minus. Oh man, I was shooting for B minus. I would take what? a B minus every time. Like, oh, crazy. hardcore. C is bad. Anything looking looking like a C there, that's not going to pass in an Asian household. Even though uh, uh. my mom was pretty lax as far as tiger moms go, uh, as long as I was in the B's, we're cool. Ugh. And I can I can skate by with a B. I can do no work and get a B minus. So Ugh, you know okay. that's. Yeah, that's where I, I live. I, I I mistakenly thought no one's actually like shooting for a B minus. Uh, uh, but if you get a B minus, you're sort of just like, oh, all right. And that's kind of how I feel about this. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? If, if they were shooting for a B minus, good job. You hit it. There you go. Yeah. Again, I don't know why anyone would shoot for a B minus, but yeah. Uh, there you go. Sometimes you got to pay that mortgage. <laughs> and and getting an A is going to be real real hard, but um, but a you B- can get three B minuses for the same effort it would take you to get an A over there. there but you here's go. the thing: here's the thing. You could like at least for me, depending on the class, I could do no work and get a B. I could do wow. minimal work and get a B plus. This is this is, listen to Braggy Pants over here. Ooh. Uh, I could do no work and I could get a D. I could I mean, do again, lots I'm of work saying, and I I'm could saying, get a D. Again, I'm very much saying depending on the work because because like math and science, yeah, I I agree. If you're not whatever like memorizing science words or shit and you're doing no work, then then yeah, you're probably going to get a C if you don't do any work. But if it's like English or something and I'm not and I'm not reading the book, I could still get a B. I'm I'm curious about something, and and Gina, feel free not to tell me. But what was your GPA in high school? Uh, final I believe, GPA. Uh, uh, it was it was I when I graduated. It mm-hmm. was a solid B plus. It was like a three point seven. Three point seven. That's pretty good. Is it? Because because in hindsight, I was extraordinarily lazy. Uh, getting three point seven uh, is is pretty good. Uh, I. He graduated high school with a 2.65. All right. Because we're never, I was we're extra- never again. I was actually extraordinarily lazy. We are never again going to debate who's right. 2.6 <laughs> is like is like an after school special level of bad. What it is, is it's doing the bare minimum physically possible to get through it. 
Oh God. If here's the thing, <laughs> if, if being as lazy as I was in high school netted me a 2.6, I would have not ever been lazy again that would have been too <laughs> that would have been too much for me but i did the bare minimum and ended up with a 3.7 i would argue I if you got a 3.7 like, you weren't doing just the bare minimum because i've just proven to you what the bare minimum looks like the bare minimum for you looks like that oh my goodness <laughs> the bare minimum for a smart person looks like a 3.7 <laughs> chan you want to enter this conversation speaking as a 3.4 i feel okay. like yeah. testing real well uh, means that you can slack off just a bit. Yeah, I and and in this conversation, I feel like Chan is probably the the mama bear. What's the what's the 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 normal average bear? Is that the mama bear? <laughs> what? No. What? You know, like in the Goldilocks story, it's in like this Goldilocks. part is too hot, this part is too cold, this part is just right, this bed right. is too soft, this bed is right. too hard. The I just feel like right is the baby bear. It's the baby Gina. bear. It's the baby bear. Oh my goodness! Do you uh, have you? <laughs> so, while you were slacking off in high school, um, <laughs> might you have uh, covered nursery rhymes? Uh, but I guess everyone knows that back then, like the Papa Bear is like coming in fucking hot and just like not like doing doing angry shit or doing jack shit. The baby bear is coming in with like a leaky butt, and then the mama bear is like, "Fine, fine, I will fix this house." Except no, the mama bears was actually too cold, which means she was actually doing fuck all. Oh she didn't no! Even heat I, no, the here's porridge. the thing. Now it makes sense because moms are always the ones that are like back then that were like serving the dinner, and doing so their the work, own yeah. dinner was cold by the yep. time they got to it. Mm-hmm. And her bed was too soft. I mean, come on, dude. Uh, Get it together, mama bear. <laughs> Yeah, so Chan is the baby bear in this situation, and I feel like he's actually probably right. I feel like I feel like he's he's that's yeah. that's probably for most people. If they did the bare minimum, they would get a three point four. But here's the question, Chan: Did you do the bare minimum, or were, were you trying? Ooh, it really See, it really I, swung I, back and forth. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, uh, you know, when you're in them gifted classes, you can yeah, kind of uh, yeah. I like gifted classes. You can't. You, you got. I was in them. I, t- I got C's. It's not. That's not. It doesn't mean the same thing. Your mom called called it gifted, Ray, but it meant something else. And uh, accelerated you're... English is accelerated <laughs> English everywhere. TV's Gina Ippolito. Ooh, I feel like accelerated is not AP. Yeah, I, feel it, like there's I a was in AP English, tiers. but I, uh, I don't think that being English. in something called discrete math, which was math oh. for kids who are dumb at math. And oh, we pretty I, much just learned how to play bridge and then played bridge. And if you, by the end of the class, knew how to play bridge, they gave you an okay grade. I would figure discrete math is actually teaching you like ounces and grams <laughs> and everything, all, all the measurements you need for a certain other industries in this world. No, I assumed it was for like uh, teaching you how to uh, blackmail people and like work the numbers okay. and like how much, you know, can you squeeze out of this person <laughs> based on how much money they make and their position, you know, yeah. like of their be political very power discreet and... when you use this kind of math or, yep. or the FBI will be on your ass. I mean, you did go to school in Jersey, so I feel like that has <laughs> number to be one a... public high school in New Jersey, baby. Oh, wow. oh, I'm sorry, Gino. I'm sorry. You're not bougie. Who's pretending <laughs> what anymore? Yeah, yeah. I like there how goes you glo- the mask. Lost over the public part of that high school. Yeah, because you needed everybody to know how bougie you were. I know what public <laughs> means. So 
We cut over to the GI Joe team. Wait, what? We're not going to be talking about school systems anymore? No, I think or is, we're good. Is, is this not my three dads? <laughs> I think we've already lost half the audience. So I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're going to move on. Uh, we cut over to the boat, and this boat consists of who? It's got Black Dragon, it's got Harpoon, and it's got Heavy Metal. Because those are the two guys who, I guess, apparently lost the bet to go on the boat. So Harpoon is out fishing, having a good time. Heavy Metal is manic as all get out. And Black Dragon is seasick and barfing the entire time. Wait, who? which was the one that was like, I'll catch some sushi? Uh, that was, that's, well, Harpoon, Harpoon said he would catch sushi. Okay, he okay. Harpoon, he was the one that I liked. He was making the most of it. Harpoon well, because was, it was his idea. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, li- I like him. This is his vacation. It's real weird that like just chilling in the Gulf of Mexico is is like a horrible thing for for Black Dragon. He, he's like seasick and he hated it and it was like oh. this is the worst ever. And and metal metalheads like I want to go back to New Orleans and like uh, I mean this made sense though. Well, I mean sure New Orleans is uh you know like a uh, a great place, but also like you're on a nice fishing boat yeah. in the middle of like one of the nicest bodies of water to uh relax in and and both of these guys are just being real pills not, about it yeah Chad, that's I agree. not relaxing i would be i would be metalhead on this Ugh, i mean you got a whole city worst. of adventure over there and you're out here doing nothing on the water i would rather be in the city having a good time finding stuff to do you than just do be that. out doing nothing you could do that at any time you could go out and well, do i'd like shit. to be doing it now gina <laughs> you you i mean if someone is like i am gonna catch fish and then we're gonna eat that fish i would be like count me the fuck in i'm not interested if i am getting fresh from the ocean sushi i'm in i don't think i would want to eat a sushi fresh from the ocean what do you think sushi is raymond i'm curious how prepare it's fish that's uh-huh. been prepared and it's specific kinds of fish. You don't just rip a, any fish that you happen to catch out of the ocean, cut it open and eat it raw. That seems like an easy way to what? get sick very quickly. Chan, please, please, please explain. <laughs> well, how come I got to explain sushi? Because I'm, I'm tired of explaining obvious things. Fair to enough. Ray. Fair enough. Uh, man, um, when, when you're hungry, you got to eat. I don't know. Also, I don't know what more needs to be said here. Like, also, like, legitimately, I'm asking you this legitimately. Have you never gone camping and caught your own fish and eaten it? Fuck no. Oh, I don't think I have either. You are missing out, sir. I, I have been fishing one time. We threw all the fish back and did not take any with us. So it, as far as I know, all the fish I caught could have been the same one, just having fun with me <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> so you would um, be, here's the thing. There is a scene in Lost uh, uh, where Jin, and at this point he still can't speak English because it's very early, he he wants to figure out a way to contribute, and his dad was a fisherman, so he catches uni. Absolutely. And prepares it beautifully and offers it to, you know, the fucking white people and Jorge Garcia who like poo-poo it and are like fuck no and uni is one of my favorite sushis and is also the like one of the more expensive ones and if a dude is like I just caught this uni and prepared it I know what I'm doing eat this uni I would be like give me that whole plate give me everyone's so you would be one of those ignorant white people that makes him feel bad about himself for knowing what he's doing because this dude on the boat clearly knows what he's doing he knows which kind of fish are sushi and 
like I don't know like clearly you've never been at a sushi place where they kill kill it in front of you no oh my god that sounds monstrous what are you talking about killing the fish right in front of you when I like went slapping around and like and, what and scaling it, Chan, are you going you, to? You were in Japan, right, Chan? Yeah, I went to uh uh, uh was it Tsukijima um uh fish market. So yeah. I was there where like a, a significant portion of the world's fish comes in. Yeah, I did not go into a restaurant where they pulled the fish out of the tank, smacked its Shrimp? head against the board until it died, and then like. Lopped its head off, gutted it, and you scaled didn't, it. You and, didn't. Yeah, uh, you, you didn't get shrimp anywhere. Mm, nope. All right. Do, do, are you saying that they pull the shrimp right out of the tank and and just like like feed it to you squirming? No, they is, they they you know like I, I I don't like to think about it because I feel bad for animals. But I did a I did a chef's choice omakase at. Did at, you do the octopus? No, that I would not. Well, do. that's terrifying. That's terrifying. Uh, that I would not do. I, I do not want to kill it, and I'm not going to eat something that's still alive. But he did take a live shrimp out of a thing and said, "How would you? Do you want it raw or do you want it cooked?" Uh, and, and? and I did it raw. Then he, you know, he pulls it. Ooh, baby, head I off like it shit. raw. Well, there's Ooh, somebody baby, else's I ringtone. Like raw. <laughs> Dear Lord, shimmy, shimmy, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, sushi, sushi, it's, yeah, sushi, you want yeah, your sushi, sushi yeah. fresh. Give me, <laughs> give me the fish shrimp, before I, I take it away. I'm, I'm but really, never... I'm spitting bars here. What is, what is happening? Why are you not acknowledging how great? <laughs> no, I no, just I'm walking, find it hard walking to away. That, like you've never gone someplace and picked out your own lobster or picked out oysters that are still alive, and then when they shuck them, that's when they die. No, uh, that sounds monstrous. Uh, I, I understand that the lobster thing is real. The shrimp thing makes sense to me. But you're not saying they like ripped out a giant like tuna and then <laughs> killed it in front of you and then cut the tuna to make sushi. No, but again, I like I you've never you've never gone fishing and and like what do you think is happening with fish? Do you think that they're like they wait for it to die of old? They catch it, then wait for it to die of old age and then feed it to you? No, I understand that these are living creatures that are killed and then prepared, much like cows and pigs and chickens. It all makes sense except, to me, Gina. I just don't chickens? know what sushi place. <laughs> except yeah, sushi needs to be extremely fresh. So it, it's all stuff that's been killed very recently, whereas like a cow could have been, you know, again, I hate thinking of this stuff because I need to dissociate when I eat l- things sure. that were once living. I get it. But like, you don't want sushi that has been killed several days ago. Uh, tell that to my local supermarket where I've seen the same sushi. No, I in gu- the rack for days. I, Thank here's you. the thing: I guarantee you, all of those places get at least one shipment of sushi fish a day. Interesting. That's but it's that's still not why al- the fish is still not alive in the restaurant, and you don't pick it out. I want to make sure this is on the record because that sounds really weird to me. I mean, you have been into a Chinese restaurant where they have actual fish that they're actually yes. cooking in the uh tanks right wait a minute what oh my god also even if you just go to whole foods if you've if you've ever gotten oysters at whole foods no. why would i ever have done that because I'm you're not, a I'm human not white being enough. 
I'm not white enough to go to Whole Foods and buy oysters. I'll say that right now. I'm turning in my card. I don't think I don't think you deriding an entire Asian nation's way of making fish is considered very is well is considered not white. No. It sounds like the whitest thing in the world to me. I love sushi. Sushi is one of my favorite things in the world. I am a huge fan of the product. What I would not trust is harpoon catching a fish off the side of the boat from the ocean, cutting it up raw and then serving it to me. I would want some sort of preparation from somebody I trust in that particular environment. Uh, so if he was a sushi chef, different fishing, story in it. No, I'm just saying if you were, if you were fishing with a sushi chef and he fished and carved it up in front of you and gave you sushi, I probably still wouldn't eat it. I'd still be grossed out by the what fact the that uh, he carved it up in front of me. Eating? I don't it's, understand it's, this. Tina, it's dissociation, just like you said. I can eat a hamburger all day long, but if you make me watch the cow get killed, cut off with a chainsaw, and then turned into a hamburger patty in front of me, I'm not going to want to eat that product because okay, I can so no longer disassociate. Sidebar. How long do you think we are away from steakhouses <laughs> that will do exactly that? Because oh, I feel boy. like there's a speci- there, there's a, a chunk of the population that's like, you know what? I would really like murder with my dinner. Well, have you guys ever been to one of the places that gives you a whole background on the cow? No, that's horrifying. No. no. You uh, all right? I, but they like treat them super nice, so they're not gonna be like, yeah. Hey, but but they say like this is where it was born. This is mm. what it was fed. This like like they give you a whole thing, and I mean it's in fancy places. So so I now know that you guys have never been to a fancy place. I mean, I think that should have been obvious from the get go. <laughs> uh, but that's that I can't I can't deal with. I don't want to think of my food as ever having been alive. So here's the thing. If it's purely the, the watching a murder of an animal in front of you, then I get it. But you were saying like, Oh, you, you can't just, you can't just get fish and cut it up and then eat it, which is not if you're not trained. If If you don't know, if you're just some yokel and you don't know what kind of fish you're pulling, some fish are not good for you, and you're, some fish require specific so preparation. you're assuming that this guy who has clearly been fishing quite a lot and done this before doesn't know what he's doing? Yeah, he just doesn't trust Harpoon is the thing. I don't yeah, trust Harpoon I, is what I I'm saying. I think that's what it sounds like. Definitely. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. 
To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. Joe Desert Fox. But the fox had better look out for the Cobra Stiletto. Cobra Stiletto's giving Joe the chase, then blasting his way into outer space. And on the warthog is Sergeant Slaughter. But nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe warthog. Over the water and in the bog. The warthog bites like a rabbit dog. Stiletto comes with pilot, Desert Fox with driver, Warthog with Sergeant Slaughter. Now, back to G.I. Joe. So, we move on to the fact that there's a tropical storm coming. I'm sorry to everyone who doesn't live on a coast and has no frame of reference for just like oh yeah i just go down to the sushi place and we got fresh sushi every day there are people who live in this country who don't see fresh fish True. and if they do see sushi it's Fuck those people it's got a whoa <laughs> i feel like there's a Trump lot of country i feel like wow. there there are a lot of people who listen to the show that are I, I, here's the thing i consider chan a more adventurous eater than i so Ray, I'm not surprised because my my image of your everyday life is just you waking up, getting an entire loaf of Wonder Bread, and then right. spreading mayo on it, and then yeah, that being what you so. eat with a can, with a can of beer for every meal. That's that's what I picture your life. You get you get Wonder Bread with mayo and the PBR. Sometimes you dip that Wonder Bread with mayo into the PBR if you're Ooh. feeling adventurous. But that's your daily diet. It's, but it's like, like it's like it's like you're here with me in the room. <laughs> and then I feel like in this situation, I'm usually the baby bear where I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll I'll try it. I'll try it. But I feel like Chan is the one that's like, yeah, I went to this fucking weird grocery store. I got this weird seasoning. I put it on, you know, some fucking whatever I found in my cabinet. That's like a can of smoked oysters. And uh, I'm trying to think of weird shit. <laughs> Wait, but, did you just say you're driving a weird jet? No, I said what? I'm trying to think of weird shit. <laughs> you know, like I feel like Chan's like, hey, I bought a Dorian. I'm about to deep fry it with some shrimp chip breading. You, 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 you caught Dory from Finding Nemo <laughs> and you're going to eat her? <laughs> no. So I am surprised that you, although like I guess in hindsight, Chan's, Chan's food is usually like uh, uh, on the cheaper side, adventurous, but cheap. So I don't know. <laughs> Look, I'm just going to put my bag of Wonder Bread away because you've, you've, you've made me feel seen in the wrong way. <laughs> Hold on. But- I need to uh, I need to go get a can of smoked oysters and shrimp chips and shrimp um chips. <laughs> And cook them on a jet, I think, was what was happening. A weird, a weird I was, jet. I was, I, I was assuming you were, this is a very top chef challenge type of thing. <laughs> but I, th- I assume you were you were bashing up the shrimp chips to make a breading for the smoked oh, oysters. No, and, no and doubt, then, no and doubt. And then frying them in your deep fryer, which now yeah. that I'm saying it out loud, sounds pretty good. Although I hate smoked oysters. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I do feel like every time we talk to you, you're like, I wanted to make a cake, but I didn't have stuff to make cake. So I found these five <laughs> ingredients in my cabinet and somehow made a cake. If you have any idea how close <laughs> to 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 the truth you are yes. and how much it infuriates my partner, <laughs> <laughs> your mind would be blown. Oh, that, I would love that. 
<laughs> Not I had some leftover does. polenta I mixed with the quail eggs that I just have lying around. And <laughs> wouldn't you know it, chocolate cake. Look, I've been to your house before and you're like, I wanted to make strawberry donuts. I didn't have strawberries or donuts, but I did have <laughs> strawberry pocky. So I mashed up the strawberry pocky until it was a strawberry powder. Mm-hmm. And then I took some leftover croissant dough, yep. formed them into balls, rolled this them in brown out. sugar and the pocky dust, and then put them in the deep fryer. You have said this before. <laughs> This all holds up. I don't know if that's a thing you've ever made, but I feel like I'm coming close. It's pretty close. Yeah, it actually is. Lordy Lou. Okay. So reason number two, why I don't trust Harpoon. He claims to be this (laughs) boatsman who's been wanting to get out on the ocean for eight months. Didn't bother to check to see if a tropical storm would be occurring that day. That is very dumb. Yeah. Do not trust you. Do yeah, not trust that, the man. that is very dumb. I, I mean, it could be a white squall situation where it came out of nowhere. But yeah, that was my thought as well, which is like he didn't he didn't check his weather app. I am curious because I will say that um, uh, meteorological technology has advanced a lot in 20, 30 years. And it's possible that this is far back enough that hurricanes were kind of hard to predict. I, I don't think it's they were that bad that far uh that recently but definitely there was a time where it was just like oh okay there's a hurricane coming and we've got like 12 hours to clear out of here so I feel like by 95 we had it figured <laughs> out though might be might be i'm just saying so it's tropical storm roger because that we need that extra detail i loved it and then <laughs> the oil rig then blo- uh, starts exploding because that's rampage blowing it up now the coincidence involved in having these two groups of people doing what they're doing in the ocean within a very short right yeah distance to each other is a little rough i thought i missed a part at some point because i was trying to watch it quickly uh, uh, and like we all do. Yeah. 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 I get it. Get the, <laughs> no, usually I, you guys know, I usually watch a minute and then go do something else. And then <laughs> then watch but I had a meeting today and, and, and so I was running late, but I, I was convinced I missed something about nope. why they were both there. <laughs> They're just there, uh, which is interesting. We will then watch the boat. They decide, well, we got to go check that out, even though we should leave. So they go to check out the, uh, the oil rig that's blowing up. And then a, uh, the Cobra's or Cobra, the iron claw official rampage submarine vehicle. It's a weird looking vehicle. It raises out of the water, lifting their boat up in the air. So that way they're stuck. And, it, and then they fight some robots right there. Like you and uh, and G.I. Joe uh, uh, loses this fight. This is pretty crazy to me. All three Joes get defeated in this moment. Two of them are taken prisoner and Harpoon jumps overboard and, and lands in the ocean. Good yeah. job. Uh, Rampage and his crew yeah. fill in the yeah. competence. I'm here for it. Yeah. Now, so one it's... thing that made me laugh was Harpoon uh, uh, lands, he's under the water. He doesn't want to go up again because he'll get shot. So he he finds a very unfortunate tube and tries to breathe through the tube. Yeah. And it's a metal, it's a metal pipe of some sort. He yeah. cuts it with a shell that he finds on the ground. That was weird. That's uh, it's a, uh, uh, arguably more impressive than lifting a fucking tank. You know what? You know what? Yeah. You know, I, I hadn't thought about that. You are correct. He cuts the tube open, uses it to breathe the oxygen, which seems like it's shooting out with jet jet engine propulsion. And he just slaps his mouth on there and he's just uh, breathing away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a, a thing. thing. That's definitely doable. Uh, 
one of the things Rampage uh, uh, bemoans is that I wish I'd captured all three of you because a complete set of Joes, which apparently they only come in threes. Who yeah. knew? He said, that's worth more on the open market than just two. Uh, I would think two is pretty good. He did mention, I'm going to put you guys up for bidding between Iron Claw and G.I. Joe, and we'll see how much your friends really want you back, which I thought was kind of a cool illusion. Yeah. I I, I thought that was appropriately evil. Don't hate uh, that. Yeah. Uh, Harpoon ends up, he says, uh, I could sub, uh, submerge, or I should go up right now, but instead I'm going to go submerge myself down using a chain to see what's going on down there. And that's where he sort of gets the idea like, oh, they're blowing out the oil thing and then they're going to try to steal the oil. And so he has a general idea of what's happening. Cool. Then he gets attacked by a shark. <laughs> and then he's fine. He just is like, Cut the commercial. A shark's about to kill me. And then cut back to, oh, the shark wasn't actually near him. And he just rides. He just rides his tube back up to the surface. I mean, uh, at least no, he no, doesn't they, actually ride the shark. The, yeah. We can be thankful of that. Um, he did jump he, it, though. Yeah. He's swimming around. And of course, there are sharks because it's G.I. Joe. And we've got to have some sort of stakes. Uh, yeah. But no, they, they go chasing him. And uh, um, oh, okay. like uh, 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 he gets by them. But then he has to like balance on some stuff and um all right and it's one of those things where like uh uh the the line from him is one more step like that and the shark eats sheep that's not a bad line it's not like, bad one, what is uh, he one say? more step like that you know like if he falls off then the sharks eat sheep it's oh, like a, yeah. a decent line of dialogue in the midst of just like all of this trash you know like sharks like jumping out of the water with huge you know like <laughs> oh great white sharks like rah and him beating him off with i don't know a, a shell presumably a shell, i wasn't paying apparently. real close attention but um yeah 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 it's just the uh, uh bones the bones are there i liked it you know uh so let's see here he rides the tube up the storm is now starting to approach uh iron claw gets on his horn to rampage he's like hey dummy i told you to destroy these things <laughs> don't steal them uh what are you doing like you're gonna end up with nothing uh, uh, if you don't get out of there before the storm hits and rampage is like bleep you buddy I'm gonna steal what I want you can't you're not my dad you can't stop me and so rampage wants to wait for the tanker to arrive to the oil rig so he can like steal the oil from there as well because it's gonna make him a lot of money he's he's playing like a, a price is right game where you got to get close <laughs> enough without going over and he's dangerously close but he's like oh, I'm just gonna keep pushing it one more tuba a uh, toothpaste drew carry put it on there and let's see if i'm still not over you know <laughs> and i appreciated that yes i watched the prices right this morning okay listen it's fresh in While my you mind were eating it's your fair. wonder bread and drinking your pbr this sounds like what i think white people do here's the thing you better have watched uh, uh whose line after it otherwise you're a racist Who's uh, not whose line? I'm sorry. M let's make a deal. Let's make a deal was before yeah, Price is Right, Chan. Don't be Oh, weird. they go before now? It used to They've be gone after. before for a long time. Mm. How long have you been before you watched? Uh, it's been a while. Okay. I would say it's the 9 a.m. is Wayne Brady and Let's Make a Deal. 10 a.m. is Drew Carey and The Price is Right. And don't ask me why I know that. So, well, I did watch <laughs> it today. I guess you can't ask me. That's fine. <clears throat> Moving forward. <laughs> Uh, Harpoon is now snuck onto the base. Nothing too exciting about this. Uh, he, but he finds his way into some sort of supply room and using sure. supplies he finds around makes his own jet powered water cannon, which is, I no. guess on brand, but it's a little weird. No, it is. I, I, the thing is, I don't know what this is. Right. 
because uh, he says that it's water. It is green. It blows holes in things. It acts more like a laser or some sort of like plasma emitter. Plasma laser. Um, uh, I put a water laser question mark because like what is a multiple? I have multiple notes in here. Like, what is that? What is that it supposed does, to be? It does many that different thing? things in this episode. That is for, for the for truth. Yes. And uh, yeah, I have some issue with that because I'm like, like, sure, make make stuff up. But like when it has no grounding in any sort of uh, physics whatsoever. Well, uh, I come on. Let man. me let me lay this oh. out a little bit, because the first time he tries to shoot the water cannon, he ends up using physics. He flies backwards like yes. 50 feet. Big old kickback. That's neat. a thing. He did. But hit then. The- he hit the robot with water, which mm-hmm. then short circuited the robot. Immediately, yep. I'm like, Rampage, this is an aquatic operation. Why are great. you bringing robots who can get melted by getting water on them to the <laughs> ocean? <laughs> he bought him cheap from the Wicked Witch of the uh, West, and oh, that's on okay. him. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, WWW uh, uh, shipping, I believe. <laughs> Uh, so that was a little bit weird. That's a bad call on Rampage's part. But then he adjusts, he somehow adjusts the stream and starts cutting the robots in half like it's yeah. some sort of high pressure saw. Right. Which, and then like, later he's doing, it to, he's doing it to walls and doors and he's really going nuts with this thing because now it's become like a laser cutting torch, but it's water. Yeah. Yeah, that could happen. That could not happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, he goes and finds the Joes uh, in this base very quickly, lets them out of their cell, and then robots immediately attack them, but they're able to defeat the robots, so no big deal. At this point, the storm is happening pretty bad, and the base starts going down. You know, this submergible Cobra base is going to start sinking because the storm is, is going to take everybody out. So they say, let's get to our boat, which is still on top of the Cobra submergible, and let's use our radio to radio for help. Now, uh, why they weren't radioing for help initially, I don't know. Well, because their their radio is down and they don't. I mean, I mean, you can't just turn on a radio and be like, "Help!" And GI Joe will be like, "Got it." On our secure channel that we, you know, listen to every freaking radio in the world. I feel like that would work. I don't know. Maybe I've been watching too many of these. You have, <laughs> because uh, fair enough. Two is too many. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fair enough. So, okay. So the, it starts going down that you're going to check the radio. Iron Claw is screaming. It's just at this point, screaming at Rampage. What the F are you doing? Submerge the boat. You're going to go down. You're going to freaking die out here. I mean, all all I wanted you to do was destroy it. You've already done that. I probably want you around for other missions. You are literally in a position where you're going to kill yourself. You're going to lose everything that you had. Also, his job was to destroy all of the platforms. He got one. The All of the platforms have to go for this plan to work. So he's still got much work to do. Oh, he's got do. other platforms. That's right. Yeah, okay. Um, it, 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 it's, but I, you can understand the Iron Claw's frustration at this point. 100%. He's trying to tell him to move on like mm-hmm. three times, and the dude's just like, hold on one more mm-hmm. minute. This is a little bit like trying to get a, a, a three-year-old out the door to go anywhere. Uh, it Hold feels on. almost like you were you had to do something like that today as well. Why don't you not <laughs> worry about that, Chan? I had to make sure things happened in time to watch The Price is Right. <laughs> this story comes together as all the pieces <laughs> fall into place. 
the storm is hitting real, real. This is what's kind of funny is Rampage is like, no, 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 no. I got to get every drop of this. It's going to go to 100 times its value, which mm. doesn't make sense because the whole point is that it's supposed to be destroyed. So it will go up 100 times the value. So right. Well, Rampage no, is not is not a money genius. That's the that's kind of why I liked it, because, um, again, old Decare would just be like, I got to get every drop of this precious oil and just be an end to it there that like oil is like gold. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, mm -hmm. I started to feel like it was going that way, but he clarifies that he understands that the only way this, this goes up is if he destroys all the other stuff, he just wants to get it all, you know, for himself. And, you know, so he keeps pushing it. So like, like, yeah, I, I, I get what you're doing, man. It's great. He's villainous. This makes sense, you know, yeah. but what made me laugh though, is he's, he's shouting at iron claw, like, no, I'm not going to do it. Roughly 10 seconds later, the storm rocks his vessel so hard. He's like, yo, we got to submerge gotta right get now. Out. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> it's like it all of a sudden gets real, real, real quick for him mm -hmm. when that storm cracks his boat, yep. uh, which made me which made me laugh in the moment. Um, and, however, through all of this, he and I didn't quite understand what was happening, but through all of this, he lost the CPU, which controlled his vessel which controls the robots, which controls yeah. the explosives. Mm -hmm. Some sort of weird MacGuffin CPU enters the conversation and, and that's, the, he loses it. Like I said, the bones of it, it it's, it makes sense that like, uh, um, there's a, you know, something that will disable all of this stuff. Uh, the fact that it's a very strangely brightly colored shaped, uh, uh, MacGuffin that is just like sitting out, like mm -hmm. the CPU of your computer isn't just sitting on top of your computer that you just right. like pop it right out and then the whole thing shuts down. Um, and so I'm like, like, like I like, I, I see what the structure of this story is, but also it's real damn silly that it looks like a bop it and we're trying to run it outside and run around with it instead of, I don't know, fucking stepping on it. How about that? Yeah. How about turning yeah. your friggin' cannon on it? You're, water laser plasma rifle juice machine Ooh, rifle yeah, juice machine yeah. for it i will buy I like this that. product i <laughs> i thank you for coming on shark tank i will well, buy it this. was it was mostly confusing to me because this tank? like like that was my show that i was like <laughs> i really gotta no. get my name into it somehow Whoa. but like no, but uh, i wish i had all right it's called shark tank oh <laughs> uh, we don't understand that sir oh right 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 See, that's part of my name. Uh, okay, there's already a show called Shark Tank, sir, and I feel like this will just be very confusing to everyone. Yeah, but is it is it Shark Chank? Because that is a different name. I totally think we different. can all concede this is a different name. It I think turns we all out that Chan has been pitching his Shark Chank show on Shark Tank, and then the Shark Tankers decide oh to invest in his show. Oh boy, this would be this is some Inception shit right here. I'm just um, waiting for somebody to. Uh, keep doing the shark chank uh, tongue twister until they screw it up. No! And I, and I oh, pull the race badly. card on you. Just know I'm waiting. Nope. Uh, I do want... I, like a vulture. Where's one of our photoshoppers out there to give us a shark chank uh, 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 you know, Chiron? That's what I want. <laughs> uh, no, I would say the thing that confused me is the fact this CPU's never been referenced up to this point. If we're going to set this up in the third act as being an important item, I'd like to have at least been talked about briefly you know, or, or visually shown in the foreground at some point to give me a hint that this was a thing that might happen. I feel know? like it's a thing we've seen um, in a G.I. Joe episode fairly recently that like 
we're yoinking uh, some sort of CPU type situation and all of uh, um, Scar's uh, equipment shutting down as a result of it. So this is this is now oh, a, yeah. a trope mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that uh, uh, kind of like you kill the head alien and all the uh, other invading aliens just keel over and die because uh, that's, that's how true. things but work in the also- real world. The CPU is roughly the size of like a beach ball, which I think yeah. is a little bit strange. My understanding is they're little cards. <laughs> yeah, that but are this not is actually ni- the size of a beach ball. Uh, this is 1995 because of Moore's okay. law. They're roughly the size of a uh, um, an engine block, way about <laughs> as real much. Big. Um, <laughs> and they're multicolored, like like you so, would expect. Harpoon runs away with the CPU. Rampage chases him, going his full Hulk at this point. He's like, "Yo, I got to bring the other guy," which I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And so they, they now have Chad. You can describe it. This is our silent montage, only music, no other sounds fight that lasts <laughs> a little while between Rampage and Harpoon. <laughs> uh, can we uh, hear a little bit of this fight? It's, to- it's just that. Take my um, word for it. They're fighting. yeah and they're they're running around and doing all sorts of stuff and and like yeah like uh as as a concept it works like i think that's cool that they have a montage but like the music is just so generic you just hate that that 90s rock and music he hates the i I love the 90s music i'm a metal guy so this feels like an attack on me a personal (laughs) blight um and and yeah like the um the, the whole thing where like it doesn't really make sense that the cpo the, 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 it ends with him just like it falls in the water and like well okay we're done now <laughs> just fall in the water <laughs> he intentionally it took Why he intentionally throws it overboard yeah what you said he could have just done at any point <sighs> and but of course he drops the cpu overboard so rampage is like f you and he drops harpoon overboard yeah. which i thought was fun that he makes his own save and all the other joes were like on a lower level that's why they weren't helping him so uh, he Rampage ends up getting himself out through this like escape pod. Uh, of course he does. And that's fine. But everything else is going down and every other part of this is, is happening. What was really kind of bizarre to me is, is he basically says there is no way to get off this boat. This whole thing is sinking into the ocean. There's a tropical storm happening. Y'all are fucked. Yep. And so they're just like, oh, crap. Rampage gets himself out in the only escape pod. And then we just cut to them on an inflatable raft in the ocean fishing. Like they didn't, we don't even see them find it. We don't see them reference where they know to get one. They just do. Uh, yeah, that's real tune force right there. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Uh, I always, um, wanted to, uh, have a, create a show where there was like a cliffhanger at the end of every episode. And then just like the next episode, they come back and like, whoo, thank goodness we made it out of that alive. (laughs) Uh, you know what? That's, that's I thought it was hilarious. That's and an old see- story in a writing I- class that I heard, Chan, was that there was a there was a show that was about to get canceled and it was like an old timey like radio show uh, back in the day with like your cowboy Lone Ranger type protagonist. And at the end of the last episode, when they were about to get canceled, the writer had uh, him break his leg and fall into a well. And then he made the, all the people were like, well, what happened to him? He's like, well, you have to buy the next season to find out. So they hmm. buy the next season. And this might be completely apocryphal. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. But they, they buy the next they buy the next season because they're just like, look, we just have to know. This is too much. And then the beginning of the next season is is him sitting at a d- dining table saying, thank God I got out of that well. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I cut you off, but I love that story. So. 
no, no, just like I I thought that it was real clever of me that the uh that we we would do something like that. And I'm realizing now it was not clever at all. They have been <laughs> doing that forever. They just have no scruples or morals and they're just like, you know what, whatever. I I don't I don't gotta explain <laughs> shit to you. That's uh, it. sir, that's your job. Like I don't wanna. Is it though? <laughs> Bet I don't. Apparently not. Like uh, when did fucking Samuel Beckett ever explain shit? He didn't. Ergo, case closed. There it is. Uh, Samuel Beckett is the writer of such plays as Waiting for Godot. I, I am aware. He also jumped through time uh, with his friend is Dean Stockwell. No, and then is, he was able to jump from body to body throughout leap. time, that writing rights that once went That's wrong before mm-hmm. finally his last yeah. leap would be the leap home. No, mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. no, 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 no. It's really wild that he found time to do all that writing in between all that leaping bodies. Make it stop, Gina. Make yeah. it stop. In a quantum way. What? What is happening here? We also find out that Black Dragon hates sushi, which I don't understand this. It's already bad enough they made the only ninja a white dude, but they also made up a white dude who hates sushi, and I don't We have established that you hate sushi. I love sushi. It's one of my favorite things to eat. What are you talking about, Gina? You literally were like, ew, raw fish, disgusting. You and then uh, you clearly have no idea. Do you are you under the impression that the rice under the fish is what the sushi is? Do you I just, mean, first are you off, just talking about how you like white rice, Ray? You don't order a white rice sushi, Gina. <laughs> I get a white rice roll every time I go to the yeah, sushi place. It's you're, delicious. You're like, oh, I'll have this, but none of the fish on the top. Gosh, this white rice is expensive. Yeah, it's it's rough. Um, you know, and honestly, that that uh, soy sauce gets a little spicy for me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think it's weird that that character hates sushi, a food that I love, Gina. I think it's weird that you don't understand that that sushi is fish taken from the ocean and then carved up. Like I I understand what sushi is. Clearly, you don't. But I don't trust Harpoon to give it to me raw off the edge of a boat. Again, That's you keep saying say. raw, and, I, and it makes me think you don't understand what sushi is. If he is. fried up that fish, I might have a chance. Again, you, <laughs> you have no idea what sushi is. Uh, I think you don't know what a Philadelphia roll is. <laughs> I love Philadelphia <laughs> rolls. You put cream oh, cheese in my sushi. Do. It's the I order of two rolls every do. time I get it because it's the best. I think you have never actually had real sushi. I'm going to go out on a limb and say how dare you? We order from the same sushi, sushi place, Gina Ippolito. It's called Burger King, and when they give it to us, the sushi is called filet o fish. Gina, you're mixing all your metaphors now, and I'm very upset with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, that is talking about McDonald's food <laughs> items in a Burger King context. Really, is, remember it's when low. when, when filet o fish was getting really big and Burger King's big turn back in the '90s, F- or maybe it was the late McDonald's. '80s. McDonald's. Yes, I know this, Gina. Not Burger King. Did uh, but I say Burger, Burger King? King? Yes, you, you did. did. Uh, Burger King though tried to put out their fish sandwich, and they tried to call it the Whaler. Do you Ew. guys remember this? Yes, yes. <laughs> and then people were like whales or mammals we don't want to fucking eat whales why would you call it the whaler i no, know clearly, you're trying to imply it's large but that's really upsetting burger king no it's the whaler so it's the person who kills the yeah. whales oh, who is no. being eaten I, so that's you know okay what? then i would have been okay with that's it okay. then somehow we're that's whalers on the moon we uh. carry a harpoon yes we do um, no, I just like I just having a flashback of the whaler and thinking <laughs> my young, very young brain when I first saw that commercial was like, that's not a good idea at all. <laughs> <laughs> 
as I was dropping C's in my high school class or before. Um, at the end of all this, they're on the raft. They end up getting saved. And Harpoon, kind of a funny bit. He's like, uh, actually, can you not save us until after I'm done fishing? I have to catch this big fish. And that was kind of fun. I thought yeah. that was fun. The other two are like, get me the fuck out of here. This has been the worst. I'm so sad I lost that bet. I got to talk to Freight about lifting tanks when we get back. <laughs> um, that was a fun uh, More bit. importantly, I got to start putting black and Cajun fish under things. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I need to move. So I just put black and Cajun yep. fish under every box in my house. Yep. And invited over freight. <laughs> that might work. Now, Ray, our PSA Ray, is a, another replay, by the way. We, but this uh, one, we have seen this 800 times. times. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm actively mad about it. And, <laughs> yeah. like, were there just child snatches going on all the time? And they were like, Gina, look, please, every- let's not talk about child snatches again. <laughs> oh, yeah, Gina, this- that's not appropriate. <laughs> The first time that we had the FBI show up at our doorstep, uh, it was real uncomfortable. And if they have to come back again, I don't think we're we're coming back. We are three grown adults who just want to talk about child snatches on a cartoon podcast. No, we do not. No, no, no. No, none of us do. Not a part of this. That is is not a thing. (laughs) That is not a thing that these these men on the show want. And when you make the spreadsheet of every episode, make sure you title it Child Snatch PSA. This is all very upsetting. Uh, but this PSA, it's the home alone. You won a prize. Oh, I'm scared. I hate it. It's just, I'm over it at this point. It's um, like the eighth time we've seen it. Ugh. In, in seven episodes, we've seen it eight times. No, because it them was from the twice. original show, too. Okay, there fair. was literally an episode that had two PSAs. So I that know. math, <laughs> you were joking, but it does kind of check out. Uh, you is, know what? Here's the I thing. This is in this <laughs> series. This is the third time we've seen it. In seven episodes, this is the third time we've seen yeah, it. Yeah, that's absurd. So here's the question and... that I'm going to pose, because also in three of seven episodes, Gina, yeah. Mayday has injured her leg in some way, because she wasn't even <laughs> in this episode, so she wasn't able to. That <laughs> equals the number of times we've seen this PSA. At the end of season one of G.I. Joe Extreme. <laughs> what are we going to see what, more? Which one will happen more? Will it be Mayday injures her leg more? Oh. <laughs> will it be this PSA more? No, I'll tell you what's been going on is the voice on the other, other end of that phone is Mayday. Oh. He's been snatching kids. Uh-huh. And, 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 but like there have been a couple of resourceful kids who like stomped on her toe and kicked her in the <sighs> knee. So she's she's the one that's been stealing kids. That's why we have to see this PSA so much because they're like, gosh, is she she's a really she's really good at this G.I. Joe thing, but she just cannot stop snatching kids. <sighs> that is upsetting. So they, that's why they've shown it this much. And then in mm-hmm. the next episode, her leg is fucked up because the next kid she calls doesn't have a Joe there to protect them. So she goes to their house, kicks in their door, snatches the kid. The kid's kicking. He he grazes her kneecap. And then the next episode, they're like, God damn it. Did you steal another kid? And she's like, yeah, I did. Like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, this explains why they're on their toes so much to prevent child kidnappings. If they know the calls are coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're all, they're all, this season of G.I. Joe, they're all about something the Joes have themselves done. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's rough. That's, you know what? Levels. Levels and layers. That's what I like to see in my, in my cartoon programming. Yeah. And that's our show. That is G.I. Joe Extreme Episode 7, Dawn's Oily Light. We never did find out who Dawn is. No. Um, no. Very upsetting. No. Uh, I was really hoping to get some clarity on that, but oh, I, I did I not. I hate it. I hate Unfortunately. it. Unfortunately, clarity is go to hell, right? Go to hell. <laughs> 
And you can have all kinds of stuff you can do. You can go to patreon.com slash knowing the podcast. If you join us for like five bucks, you could join us when we do the champ of TV wrestling, a which way book written by the seagulls uh, who wrote some GI Joe books. Uh, these two people know nothing about wrestling and they wrote a wrestling choose your own adventure book. We're going to try to do a crossover knowing is half the podcast meets AE double back. Like we've never met them before. <laughs> And we're going to have everybody together. We're going to invite all the patrons of this show on that show. And we're all going to have some fun. It was a real blast to do it. You heard it a couple of weeks ago when we redid Operation Star Raider with some of our patrons. And that was a lot of fun. We're going to have that coming up pretty soon. So check check Facebook, check Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast, and check the Patreon uh, feed. If you would like to be a part of that, come join us on Patreon and have some fun. Uh, you can check us out on uh, Facebook.com slash Knowing Us the Podcast. Obviously, it's at Patreon.com slash Knowing Us the Podcast. And you can check us out on Twitter. We are at G.I. Joe Podcast again, but individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And I just wish... We could find out who Dawn is. Maybe it's maybe it's a two-parter. Maybe she'll be in the next episode, and this will all. Situation critical. Roll call. Ballistic. Harpoon. Mayday. Black Rider. Quick sight. Melvin. Right. Lieutenant Stone. The odds are a million to one. And that's the way we like it! Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, Give it up, Jimmy. You gotta sink this putt to win. Or, I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, working actors, comedians, writers, stunt people, you get it, and we do it all over breakfast, or should I say, breakfast. Every week is a new episode of Breakfast, and here's what you get. Inside Hollywood info, like, how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates, like, when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up, because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in, it's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope, available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.